0: Hello Nexus Church family to our series that we've titled Winning the War in Your Mind. This is based off of the Craig Rochelle book that's titled The Same Thing. And in this series I encourage you to pick up a copy of that book and dig into it for yourself and examine some of these things that we are discussing in our time together. In this series we're going to be taking a look at exactly where is the battlefield in this world. You see, we talk about spiritual health, we talk about physical health, we talk about relational and financial health in the church world, but so often we miss out on the power of the mental health, the emotional health. And many people don't like to talk about it because it reveals some things that are deep inside of them or people they know and love. That they would just as soon not talk about. But we're going to be tackling that. And the beautiful thing is the Bible is full of truths that can help you, as Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is what the Word of God does. And I hope that through this series, you will be renewed by the power of God's truth and see yourself become whole Not just in one aspect in your life, but in all aspects of your life. Now if you have more questions or concerns or comments, you can email us at nexuschurchmn at gmail.com, nexuschurchmn at gmail.com, or you can private message us in Facebook or Instagram. However, we can connect with you and help you become renewed in your mind. Enjoy today's message. Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our very first week in our series, Winning the War in Your Mind. Now, today will be fairly foundational, but let me tell you, if you apply the truths that we establish today, these can unlock so much in the transformation of not just your mind, but in every area of your life. You see, today we're going to be basing our message off of the passage found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. And I just want to read this nice and slow for you. We're not going to blow through it because just the passage itself is absolutely powerful. Listen to what Paul says to his listeners. For though we live in the world, can't deny that, we live in the world called earth We do not wage war as the world does. We think of waging war as this battle, you know, this physical altercation of schemes and and plans and devices of how to overtake someone. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Hold up, we're going to get to verse Five in a second. Pa- Paul starts by saying that this is not a physical battle. This is a battle of what he will call arguments and pretensions in verse 5. Arguments and pretensions. I like to kind of combine those and say lies. Arguments and pretensions they do not line up with God's truth. You see, a stronghold in, in the classic form was a place where somebody would go during battle. So if you were gearing up and you were somebody that was of a high official, they would give you a stronghold, a place where you would have this extra protection. Usually it was in the middle of a city, in a walled city at that. So you would have like this double protection in the case that the army would get through the first line. And so this this was a A stronghold. However, this is not necessarily a positive stronghold that you would think of needing in a battle. This was a stronghold that the enemy has us in. And so Paul uses arguments and pretensions and stronghold to signify that we are in a battle that is against us, that has been put on us in is not worldly sense, but in a metaphysical sense in this other realm that we can't see, but it definitely goes on inside of our mind, right? So we're going through this battle in our mind that the enemy has lined up against us to destroy us. So now verse 5. We demolish these arguments, these, these pretensions, this stronghold that is against us that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, again, lies, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So so Paul's just making this beautiful proclamation in this passage. We are in a battle that we can't see or necessarily really physically know where it's at, but we can really sense it, we can feel it, we can know it's happening It's a stronghold against us, deployed by our enemy. But God has given us the power to destroy it. This is like the word we get from dynamite, dunamis. We have the power to explode it, to destroy it, to obliterate it through the power of God. This is where this whole foundation of this series is off of, is the fact that we have the power. And that power comes in line with the truth of God's word. Whatever God's word says about you is true. Anything that the enemy says about you is a lie. And so often we get caught up in these lies and just start believing them. And and well, that's what that person said. And that's what the world says. That's what the TV or the phone or the social media. That's what the people are telling me. So it must be true. But it does not line up with God's word. And so today we're going to do just a very foundational thing. We're going to establish what's lies and what's God's truth. Because here is the premise of it all. You and I are going to end up where our strongest thoughts lead us. Whatever you truly believe about yourself and the world around you is what you become. Think about that. Just, just let that sit for a moment. Let that, that sink in for a moment. Right? Paul says... To take every thought captive. Right? We, we read that right at the beginning. Take every thought captive. We make it obedient to Christ. To stop right there. Take every thought captive. Here it is today. We are going to take every lie that you believe and we're going to make it captive. We're going to to name it. We're going to name the lie that you're believing. Start thinking about that today. What lie have you been believing? Maybe you don't even realize it's a lie. But let the Holy Spirit speak inside of you today and deliver you from those lies. So, we're going to take every thought captive and we're going to make it obedient to Christ. We're going to replace the lie with the truth of God's Word. We're going to take every thought captive. What lies are you believing? We're going to make it obedient to Christ. We're going to name the truth. Of what God says about you. So let's begin by taking a personal mental audit. Now, this isn't meant to beat you up or demean you or make you feel like you're garbage, it's meant to help you process where are you at? Are you healthy or are you not? Because so often in my own life, I don't even realize when I end up in a really bad place. You don't have to go around the sun very many times to realize that you're not always very self-aware. And sometimes it takes you 10, 15 years to look around and say, this is not at all where I once was. I was not this way. I didn't think this way. I didn't believe this way. But I've become this way. Now I need to figure out what is it that I'm believing. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you feel like you're okay, but after praying, God will reveal to you where you're at. So I want to talk about three different areas that maybe, maybe you believe some lies. Could be in your mindset. Number one, how's your mindset? There's two typical mindsets that we talk about in science. That is either a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. It's a very general, broad term. But when it comes to your, your mindset, do you view something that's difficult to be avoided at all costs? That's a stuck mindset or a fixed mindset. You want to avoid difficulties. You have a, have a, a personal knack that, that change is not good, that challenges are bad. It's a hard place to be. And so if that's you today or you're somewhere down along the bottom of that, that would be what we call a zero or a one or a two. I, I struggle with that. I'm not very healthy. But maybe you're in a growth mindset where you, you view difficulties as an opportunity for growth. You view negative things as a potential to make things better. And that would be a 10. Very few people are true 10. Difficulties are hard, right? We all have areas to grow. How about your emotional stability? Maybe somebody in listening today worries a lot or has high anxiety or depression or fear or negativity. The world has beat you up. And all you do is worry. Maybe you're angry or depleted, depressed. Not much hope. That would be a a zero or a one, maybe two. Or maybe you have really good emotional health, health, which is characterized by hope, expectation that God's going to move. You have positivity. You're growing, developing. Now, mindset and emotional stability go really hand in hand. But often somebody can have a good mindset and really truly have low emotional health because of things around them. But truly, you are an optimist. You want to grow. You want to develop. Difficulties are considered a good thing, but sometimes we go in a a place where life is just beating us up. But lastly, the third area is cares. What do you care about? Now, someone who would rank lower in this scale would be somebody who cares only about things in this world, as Paul would say, these worldly cares of retirement, 401k, something like that, or maybe how your house is doing and all the work that needs to be done. Maybe it could be uh, your job or school or friends. Not that any of these are bad, but that is predominantly all you think about, things that won't carry on to the next life in eternity. Now, a person who has more of a eternal care is a person who thinks about how they can make a difference in a person's life for eternity. How they can care for somebody who is maybe depressed or lacking resources. That's a person who cares about somebody's spiritual eternity, their well-being. The reality is, is we all can grow somewhere, right? Whether you ranked yourself at a 5 all the way down or a 10 all the way down or a 0 all the way down, there's always room to grow. We're not perfect people. We're still continuing to be transformed. We're continuing to become the image of Christ. That'll never stop to the day we meet Him face to face and we become like Him. And so today... I want to remind you that your life is becoming what your thought life is surrounded by. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Listen to how the Proverbs put it in 23.7. It states, for as he thinks in his heart, so is pretty straightforward and so today I want to help you in the remaining few moments that we have establish these two foundational truths that we will build on in the weeks to come and the first one is is that we need to examine what lies are being taught to us what are we believing about ourselves. You just took an audit. What area could you maybe improve a little bit on? Take something from there. Maybe it could be something in the line of, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. I've always been this way. I can't change. And you believe that about yourself. Maybe it's God wasn't there for me. And you just believed that lie. You went through some traumatic things and you ask, God, why did you allow me to go through that? Or maybe you're addicted to something and you believe the lie that I've tried so many times and I'll never get over this addiction. I'll never get better. I want to share with you something that I believe will dramatically change your life if you believe it. Every single one of these statements I just said or the one that you're thinking of right now is a lie that is from the enemy. That is not true. The statement that this is the way I am, I'll never change, or this is the stronghold that I've always been dealing with and I can never get over it. This addiction has got me and I just can't get past it. I'll always be broke. I'll never have enough. It's a lie That is an absolute lie that you've believed, and science proves that this can indeed change. What you believe can change. Listen to this: Your brain is powerful, and what you tell yourself, you become. See, your, your brain creates these paths of neurotransmitters that release chemicals that, that create the cyclical cycle inside of your mind that just creates these paths, pathways that your brain just continues to go down over and over again because it gives you a feeling that, that you crave and you want more. And so if you believe something, you'll continue to believe it and you won't change because your brain is wired that way. Now, God created it for a good thing. The enemy has used it as a stronghold to weigh you down. It can go both ways. God created it for good. You see, he wanted you to think good things. He wrote the Bible so you could think of the good things that he has for you. And if you put your mind on the things of God's word, you will believe it. And you'll put it into practice. But if you believe the lies of the enemy, you'll do the same thing. You'll believe it and you'll go down that path. So you have a decision today to claim those lies that are not true. And if you can't think of one, just ask God, what is that lie? He will reveal it to you. He'll send somebody in your life or maybe you'll read something like, that's what I've been struggling with. That's what I've been struggling with. This is, take an example, right? Who doesn't have a bully that they can remember from childhood? Or maybe you can think of a bully in your adulthood too. And they told you something over and over again that you believed. Maybe it was the simple thing that you're a loser, right? You're a loser. You'll never have friends. You're just a wimp. You're ugly. You're stupid. Why did you try out for the the, the baseball team? You're not good enough. You can't even throw it. How do, you think, why, how do you think you'll be on a team? And you believed it. It could be a family member that told you the same thing. And you believed it. And as soon as you start believing it, you become it. You become what you believe about yourself. You think. You believe you become. But here's the thing. What did we read earlier? You can obliterate. You can miss, You have the power to overcome it. You have the power to transform your mind. Because just like your brain can create these pathways that develop into a lifestyle that lead you down a path of destruction, God can redeem it. And over time, if you keep telling yourself the truth, and we'll talk more about this next week, but the more you tell yourself something, the more those paths become deeper and deeper, and you start becoming what you believe. Do not be conformed to your old ways. Listen to Romans 12 too. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. Stop believing the lies. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Say it a different way. Do not be conformed by the strongholds or the lies in your life. But allow the Holy Spirit to create new paths of truth in your life. And so first, today, you need to write it down. What is that lie that I've been believing? And then, name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. Now that you have that stronghold, now that you've got that lie from the enemy in your hands, man, that's... That's such a huge step to conquering your transformation. You need to then tell that lie to get out of there. I've got truth that will obliterate you. Listen to how Jesus said it in, in John eight thirty two. He said to those who are faithful to Him, He, you who remained faithful to Me, to My truth. If you keep pressing into My truth, if you keep thinking about these things, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It backs up totally what science is telling us, that you can create new pathways of truth that will set you free from the lies that this world has. So it's time to start finding that truth naming it, claiming it, and meditating on it. Again, we'll talk more about this next week, but we're just laying the foundation today and going back to 2 Corinthians ten five. we demolish arguments and every pretension, every lie that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Name that stronghold today. Name that lie. What is your lie? I won't get just personal with you for a second and just tell you my lie. Maybe it'll help you to start being honest and open with your own lies. See, I've believed the truth for so many years that I'm not good enough. And I had to prove myself. I had to prove that I was good enough. If I worked hard enough, I could be good enough. I could rise up to the top. And I always believed that my work ethic is what got me everywhere in my life, whether it was at the grocery store that I worked at or in the kids' ministry that I was a part of or now as a lead pastor. I just thought if I worked hard enough, I would be good enough. And then the pandemic hit. Then the church started to crumble and social things started flaring up and people were up in arms and things just continued to go the wrong direction. And the youth are, are just totally confused about where do we go. And they start saying the church doesn't have the answers. And we see youth falling away and it just breaks my heart because that's, that's what I have a passion for. And I realized that I'm not good enough. That all my hard work, all my effort failed me, and it led me down into discouragement, depression, and burnout. And for those of you who know me, I just spent the summer on sabbatical, praying and spending time with my family and seeking to be healed and to seek counseling and read a lot of books on how I can overcome these things that have conquered me. But here's the simple truth. That was a lie, I believed that if I worked hard enough, I would be good enough. That's all I needed. But it's a lie. Now, good work ethic is awesome. There's nothing wrong with good work ethic, but I believe that that's what my identity was. And it's the lie. See, that's not what gets me good enough. Jesus Christ makes me good enough. Listen to what the truth that I need to stand on says from John 15:5. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. My identity isn't what I do or don't do. I give myself to Jesus, and I work for him. He makes it great. He makes it excellent. He makes it worthy of praise. Not I. I'm just the simple hands and feet to do his work. My job is, Is to press in to him. To work hard at being in his presence. That is my job. That is your job. And so for me, if I'm going to break the stronghold of the lie of the enemy in my life. And experience freedom. A transformation of my mind. And experience all that God has for me. I need to stop believing the lie that I need to work hard. And I need to instead press in, work hard for Jesus, remain in him, and then he will remain in me, and I will produce much fruit. It's not on my shoulders to make things happen. It's on God to make lives change, to see a community be transformed, to see people be sent out and to do the work of the ministry, to see people saved, to see people grow. And so today, what is that for you? What is the lie that you're believing? That was just my lie. I have other lies too. And you'll have many. But just pick one and say, God, reveal to me where my lie has been and help me to figure out What is it that you say about me? And stand on that truth and keep saying it over and over again. We'll talk more about that next week, but I just want to pray for you as we close our time together. Father, I pray for every person listening. God, you know exactly where they're at. You know the lies that they've been believing and they probably don't even realize it. Some might. Pray right now that they will write that lie down that they will lay the lie down and they will stand upon your truth, that you will reveal what you say about them and that they will stand on that and they will write it down everywhere they go, that they are this, fill in the blank, a child of God, prized, a possession, beautiful, saved, complete. God, be with your people this week and I pray they'll come back next week as we develop this truth, God of how we can grow in our knowledge of who you are so we can become transformed by the renewing of our mind that we can make every thought obedient to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, Nexus Church Family Online, and we'll see you again real soon.